Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing the K-drama BL series Cherry Blossoms After Winter. Okay, peeps, I finally finished my college exams for the semester. Yes! Thank goodness it's over. I'm like, I'm not doing three classes in a semester again, working full-time. That is not a good plan for Anna. But anyway, other than learning that fact, I decided this last week to kind of, even though I was in the middle of exams, take a bit of a break because it was just uh, overwhelming. That would be the word. But anyway, so I watched Cherry Blossoms After Winter. This drama has been on Vicky for a bit, not terribly long, but I didn't get to watch it while it was airing on um, television over in uh, Korea, I believe. But I decided, you know what? I'm going to try this one. Even though I really don't like K-drama BLs. No offense. Color Rush was great. And to my star, one of my personal favorites. But other than that, I have to say the K-drama BL scene has been a little lacking, in honest opinion. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this one a try. So anyway, this is the story of Tae Shung and Hyung I'm not sure I pronounce his name. Just a minute. Let me see if I can get it pulled up while I'm uh, here. Just a minute. Where's the information? I think it's... Uh, how do they say it? I always have trouble with the one guy's name. No offense. But anyway, these two boys grow up together because the one boy's mother passed away when he was quite young and the... Basically, I'm guessing kind of neighbor lady decided to take in the other boy just because she knew that he didn't have anyone. And so she's like, you know what? We can take in Hibom. Hibom is his name. And so Hibong and Taesung grow up together in the same house. However, Hibon has never quite been able to figure out how to interact with Taesung because when... Taesung found out that his mother was taking in Hebom. He threw a holy loving fit, as we would say, at about eight years old. And he said, I do not want Hebom to be my brother. And his mother was just like, this is kind of strange because Hebom and our best friends, why is he having problems with this? Now, I don't mean it weird, but from the outside looking at him going, I think we should be asking Maybe it's the term brother that he's having trouble with. I don't know, especially in this day and age. I'm like, you know, that that maybe could be it, even at eight years old. So anyway, but nobody really asks questions in that family, which I really, I just want to say, I really dislike the mother in this production. I mean, usually BL moms are pretty cool, especially in Thai dramas. You know, come to think of it, the BL moms in Thai dramas, they really get the award. But... This, oh, and Taiwanese dramas too, yeah. I just have to say, yeah. Gao Shidi's mom, uh, I wish I could have her for my kids' aunt. I mean, she's awesome. And history too, right or wrong, the, the mom in that one, she's pretty cool too. But anyway, the mom in this series is not so cool. But anyway, she just basically doesn't even deal with the fact that her son's having a holy living fit about this. And they just let it be water under the bridge for literally like 
10 years? I mean, Taesung and, and Hebom don't really even talk to one another, even though they live in the same house, go to the same school, or even in the same freaking grade. So I'm like, you know, we really need to have some discussions here because we wasted like 10 years. We could have been talking to one another. Anyway, but when Haybaum is in his last year of high school, he goes to school and he walks into the classroom to find that Taesung is also in his class. And this has never happened before. And he's like, I don't know how to handle Taesung being in my class because I know that he probably really dislikes me because I took time away from him and his mom because I live in their house too. And so he just basically ignores Taesung. Now, Taesung is noticing that Haebom, who is, Haebom is really smallish and people are ganging up to bully him and take money from him, things like that. And so Taesung notices this. And a few days after joining that class, he turns to Haebom and he says, are you going to let them bully you forever? And Haebom goes, I'm only in this for one year. I will never see them again after that. I really don't want a big fuss on my final year of high school. And Taesung's like, okay, fine. Because Haebom isn't being like physically beat up. He's just having money taken on occasion, a textbook stolen, things like that, which I consider bullying, but Haebom doesn't want to deal with. So anyway, it does escalate, however, as Haebom nears his birthday, his, the, I'm not going to say stepmom, Sung's mom gives him money for his birthday and says, go buy whatever you want. Well, when he goes to school, the two bullies are asking for him to give them money. And he says, I don't have any. Well, they literally grab his backpack, open it up and see all this money that his guardian gave him and they just take it. At that point, Sung comes over and goes, that's mine actually, boys. And he just walks off with his two friends and says, we're going for a treat. So Haebom isn't quite sure what to make of this because he figures, well, now Texan really, I know, hates me or he wouldn't have just stolen the money that his mom gave me for my birthday. But later on that night, um, Haybaum gets a cake that his guardian gives him. I'm going to call him his guardian because it's a little, I, it just doesn't work to call him his mom because his mom's dead. But anyway, so anyway, his guardian gets him a cake and he decides to go to Texan's room and say, would you like to have a bit of cake with me? And so after, I'm guessing, pretty much years of not really talking to one another, the two are sitting down eating cake together. It then escalates that Taksung decides he wants to kind of hang out with Haebong. I think it's because his he gets a comment that he hears that says, well, you know, Haebong's not going to be here. He's going to be going on to college, and you two won't see each other as what is what Texung's mom tells him. And he's like, oh, that, I didn't really think about that. So anyway, after that, Texung decides that he's going to basically follow Haebom around. Well, it's during this time that Haebom gets troubled by the bullies again and pushed up against the wall and then kicked in the stomach because 
they know that Taksung is kind of taking care of Haebom, and they don't like it because Taksung is extremely popular, and I'm not really sure why the bullies want to pick a fight with Taksung, because I'm going, he's not really the kind of person you'd want to agitate or make be on your bad side. But they decide that in order to get even with Taksung, they're going to punch Haebom in the stomach. Well, Haebom gets punched in the stomach, and he looks up, even though he's small and is totally aware that he could get beat to a bloody pulp, he says, you are pathetic. You are picking on these, basically, he doesn't say this, but the smallest person in this classroom who has no way to really take care of themselves, and I'm fully aware I'm that person, but this is pathetic that you're doing this. And the bullies then try to beat him up more, but Tixun comes in the room, and he ends up having Haebom trying to escape the room and lands. Basically, Taksung tries to stop and goes, Haebom, are you okay? And at that point, Haebom is trying to deal with the fact he just got punched in the stomach really hard. And so he's he doesn't really say anything. He just kind of clenches his teeth and leaves the room. Well, Taksung kind of comes unglued at the, at the bullies and starts beating the one up really bad. Like, um, pretty, pretty, pretty bad, yeah. And he doesn't miss, so that guy's face is not going to be looking good that evening. But um, his two friends kind of pull him away from the bully, and the bully's two friends pull him away from him, uh, from Taksong. And the next day... Haebom and Taksung come to school together. I think mainly Taksung's kind of worried about is Haebom going to get beat up again? And if he is, I'm going to be there to make sure he's not beat to a bloody pope by this crazy idiot. And when they walk into the classroom, in Korean all over the front of the the teacher's whiteboard, the bullies put basically Haebom and Taksung, the happy gay couple. And Haebom tries to go and wipe that off the whiteboard because I'm guessing from what I understand in Korea, it is very hard for gay couples because Korean culture is not very accepting of them at all. So Hebom is trying to wipe this off because he's like, I don't want Texan to be bullied. I don't want this up on the screen. People will be talking, and we're not even a couple. And so he goes up to try to wipe this off. And Texan Sussman says, no, let it stay there. I don't care. You go to your seat. I'm going to sit beside you. <laughs> and that is the morning. Now, the bully does end up having one of his minions wipe off the whiteboard because they know that if the teacher sees it, She's going to be furious because Taksung is one of her favorite students because he's very good at his studies. So the bully ended up looking rather stupid in front of everyone, and no one really thought bad of Taksung or Haebom at all. During this time, Taksung and Haebom decide to sit together, and Haebom's like, you don't have to sit beside me, Taksung. I'm fine. I'm perfectly, perfectly fine. And he says, and Tuxung texts him back, because I guess they text because they can't talk in class. So he says, you don't want me to sit beside you? And he's like, I, I don't mind you sitting beside me, Tuxung, but you can go sit by your friends if you want to. And Tuxung kind of looks over at the bullies and goes, I, I'm fine sitting here, Abram. <laughs> so anyway, that's where their relationship progresses to the point where they're able to talk again after 
I think it's kind of crazy and very, very sad to see the dysfunction. I think that's the thing that I took away from this film as I went, you know, the dysfunction in this film between the mom, her son, and Hebom, the son, and Hebom and the, the, his guardian got along pretty well. But the fact that, that Hebom and Taksung, they didn't get that conflict resolved when they were little kids. And so they spent like 10 years in the same house without talking to each other because Taksung couldn't express how he felt. And Hebom sitting there going, Taksung doesn't want me living in the house, which actually had nothing to do with Taksung's little uh, meltdown. But anyway, they get starting to talk to one another again. And at the end of the day, Hebom talks to Taksong and he says, I thought you were, you were angry at me and that's why you didn't talk to me. And Taksong says, I wasn't, I wasn't angry at you at all, Hebom. I just couldn't express my feelings. And so I didn't talk to you. And Hebom's like, I am, I am really confused right now because I have no idea what, what Taksong is meaning. And so they go on a camping trip. During that camping trip, Taksung's two best friends and Hebom and Taksung's mom and another girl go to the camping trip. And Hebom asks Taksung's friend, who is a girl, he says, What kind of person does Taksung like? And she kind of sits there for a little bit and she goes, Well, he kind of likes a female version of you, Hebom. And, and Hebom says, I'm sorry, what do you mean? He says, well, you know, Taksung has dated in the past, so he's not gay. But he told me once that the kind of person he liked is a lot like you. They're, they're very kind, they're very thoughtful, and they really have all the qualities that you have. So I'm guessing that's the kind of girl that he likes. And Hebom's kind of like, um, that's kind of weird, but okay. It's also during this camping trip that... The other girl who comes along tries to flirt with Taksong, and Taksong is just not very interested. He's like, I, I really don't want to flirt. And also, I think this this production, I mean, I really like the friend of Taksong, who's the girl. She's kind of cool. But all the other female characters were rather disappointing. I mean, in extreme states like the girl who tries to flirt with Taksong in this in the camping trip she's just she's sitting there going honey go go find somebody who wants to date you not follow someone around like a lost puppy I mean no offense but yeah and then later on in the show we have another girl who oh oh boy I'm sitting there going you know I don't know what planet she came from but I certainly hope she goes home before the end of this episode so anyway but during that camping trip, Taksong takes Hebom out to see the stars. And it's because when they were very small children and Hebom's parents died, Taksong was sitting with him at the funeral and he said, Hebom, your parents just went on a trip and they're in the stars. Now they can't come back and see you, but you can go see them sometime by looking at the stars. And so Texong takes him out to see the stars. And he says, I wanted to see them with you, which I do have to say, I think that's one of my favorite 
scenes from this entire series because it's really kind of encapsulates, I think, how Taksong relates to Hebom. He's very, he's very quiet. You really don't know what he's thinking, but when he does act, he usually acts in like the most quiet and thoughtful way when he's not overwhelmed by emotion, which, you know, you got that whole thing to deal with. And I'm going, you know, when people are 18, 19 years old and hormones are raging, it's kind of hard sometimes to keep everything in check and be calm and behave in good ways. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't try to. I'm just saying it's it's harder for some than others. But anyway, he and Hebom are looking at the stars. And Hebom's trying to figure out, he's like, does Texan kind of like me? I thought he only dated girls. So he really, he does ask Texan. He says, Texan? Um, and Texan says, well, my friend, my friend told you I, I dated a girl. And she said, yeah, yes, your, your friend did. And he says, well, I, I did date a girl, but I only dated her because she wanted to date me. And I thought, you know what? I'll try that. But he said, that was way back in like middle school. Hey, boom. You know, I haven't dated in a long time. And he's like, oh, okay, I, I I, just thought that was kind of odd. And he says, well, you know, I, I dated her because I thought, you know, I'm going to see if this works. Maybe I will feel the same way she feels about me eventually, but I didn't, so we broke it off. So a few days later, they are walking to school, and Tak Sung's friend, who's a girl, said, I think I can get you a, a really nice girl to date. Hey, Boom, you are such a nice person. You will make the perfect boyfriend. You can cook. You can, you know, you're such a sweet and optimistic person. Any girl would love to date you, basically, when they're at the camping trip. And, and Haybom's kind of laughing about it. And at the same time, Texong is um, there. I don't remember what they're doing at the fire. But he says, Haybom, you are a great person. You will make someone a great wife someday. And, and Haybom's like, um, um, I'm I'm really confused because I don't think at this point Haybom's just kind of like, I probably haven't thought about dating. I haven't thought about the kind of person I want to be with. I'm really just staying focused on surviving high school and getting to college and becoming independent so that I'm not having to be causing trouble for my guardian in any way, shape, or form, which I think is kind of ridiculous because he is like the most easygoing person on the universe. So if his guardian's making him feel like he's causing her any trouble, I think she needs to go um, fly a kite. But anyway, so Haybom is very confused, but they're walking to school or after school one day, both him and Taksong. And Taksong says, are you going to take my friend up on going on a date with somebody that she recommends? And he says, you know, I, I don't know. I I probably will just because she's going to ask about it, but I don't see that working out because who'd want to date me once they once they knew who I really am and the fact that I'm an orphan, which I guess in Korea also, if you are an orphan, there's a great stigmatism attached to it. It's very hard to get adopted as well, which I think is interesting. And they've, from what I understand, they've closed adoptions to South Korea so that it's very hard for people to adopt internationally from that country as well. Or if they do, there, there are a lot of criteria to be met. I know, I know a bit about an international adoption is because I've been researching it for later on in life. I don't know. But anyway, so Hebom and Texan are walking home talking about his friend maybe setting Hebom up for a date and 
And Hey Papa says, I just don't see someone liking me once they knew me. So it's going to end in failure, but I'll go just because I don't want your friend to feel bad and keep bugging me about it. And Taxong says, I, I like you. And Heibong kind of walks forward. Taxong kind of stops. And Heibong stops a little bit down the road and he looks back and he's like, um, I'm sorry, Heibong, I don't understand. And Taxong, or he, um, he says, I'm sorry, Taxong, I, uh, what what do you mean? And he says, well, I, I like you. I, I like you a lot. Would, would you date me? And Taksung's like, um, we can't date. There are too many variables that we cannot date. Your mother is my guardian. My guardian is your mother. We have lived together since childhood. People would think it was very weird. I mean, you can see all this is rolling through Hippom's head. He's like, I I." I can't date this person because all hell will break loose. The world will shatter as we know it. God knows what will happen. And I don't think any of the things running through Haybaum's mind are, oh, we would be a gay couple. That That's why we couldn't date. I don't think that has anything to do with it at all, which that's one thing that I, I really appreciate about this film. I'm like, we didn't have that whole... Um, I like a guy, the guy likes me, oh, what are we going to do, kind of thing. We just had your mother, hey, your mother, big, bold lights, <laughs> your mother. So I'm like, you know, hey, Bum's like, we can't date. This would not work. And Texan's like, you know what, just just think about this. I, I like you, hey, Bum, you don't have to give me an answer right now, but just take time to process this, because I know it's a lot for you to process, but I've liked you for a very long time, and... I would really like to date you, if possible. And Hebom's like, um, um, um. So anyway, they go home. Hebom's trying to process this, and they've started to eat together as a family again. So the guardian of Hebom and Taksung's mother has made dinner. They're eating. After dinner, Taksung goes for a run because he's really just kind of pent up. He's like, I really want to be with Hebom. I've wanted to be with Hebom for... 11 years, you know, um, I finally have a chance to maybe be with Hebom, but Hebom is constantly trying to figure out how to make my mother happy, how to please everybody. I don't know how this would work out. I mean, you can see that kind of just rolling through his brain as he's running. Well, he comes back home and he pushes Hebom against a wall, which he should never have done. That's one thing that I really did not like about this series, because I think that Physical violence of any form should never occur in a relationship. I understand people get upset. I understand people get really livid sometimes. But as someone who grew up in a family that had a lot of physical violence, I've gotten to the point where it's like, I just don't have truck with that. If people are going to be trying to frighten the people they say they love, and, you know, even if they don't mean to frighten the people, even if they're just really mad and don't know how to process that in a healthy manner, that's not something that we should tolerate in relationships. People need to go get help way before anything would escalate to that point. Because if it escalates to that point, you are dehumanizing the person who you say you love the most, which is one of the worst crimes and things you can possibly do on this planet. I mean, I know there are other crimes. I totally get that. But violence is just something that I just have no truck with because I'm like, 
if you will do that to someone who you say you love the most, you have no control over who you are as a person and care is of utmost importance. So Taksung pushes Heibom against a wall and says, I really, can you please give me your answer? And Heibom says, we can't date. I like things the way they are. I like that we're finally friends again, that you and I can talk. He said, I don't want that to change. And I don't want your mother to be hurt because we're dating. And Taksung says, you know, Heibom, how do you feel? I think you really do like me, or you wouldn't act the way you do toward me. And, and Hebom is like, um, um, I, I can't go there, Texan. It's too hard for me to go there. I can't do that. And so it's during this time that Texan pushes Hebom against a wall. And Hebom tries to get out of that push, but I think at this point, Taksong really just wants Heibom to be honest with himself, and it's infuriating Taksong that he's not being honest with himself, even more than the fact that he's not being honest with Taksong, which I understand the infuriation. I totally get that, because I would be rather infuriated as an onlooker sitting there going, you know, Heibom, you can't make everyone happy. It's not your job. It just doesn't work sometimes. So... Do what you feel is best for your own conscience and then let other people live with themselves. It's okay. But Heibom can't do that. And Taksung's mother comes out and sees Taksung has pushed Heibom against a wall. And he says, she says, Taksung, enough. Let go of Heibom. Don't do that. Because she thinks they're having kind of a fight that's just like a normal sibling fight, which I'm going, what kind of normal siblings push each other against walls? But anyway, so Heibom goes to his room. The next morning, Taksung wakes up. His mom has made breakfast, and she says, I've got to go to the office. Make sure that Heibom gets his breakfast. He hasn't gotten up yet. Well, Taksung goes to Heibom's room, and Heibom has a really high fever and is kind of delirious. And so Taksung calls his friends and says, I'm not going to be coming to school today. Heibom is sick. Um, you guys, just just so you know, can tell the school people I'm not going to be there. So he stays there with Heibom, gets him some food, gets his fever down. And when Heibom kind of wakes up, he says, Heibom, I'm sorry if what I said and what I did caused you this much trouble. I I didn't mean to do that. I got really angry, basically, and I shouldn't have. If this is too much for you, just let's pretend that I never said I liked you. If that makes you more comfortable, if that makes it easier for you, that's what we're going to do. And it's at this point that Hebom looks at him and he goes, why do you like me? Do you like me because you pity me? And Texan says, no, I, I don't like you because I pity you. I don't even think about you being an orphan as something to be pitied. You basically kind of had no control over that. He says, I like you because you're you, and I've always liked you because you're you. It has nothing to do with you and me living together or being friends. He said, you know, being friends with you when I was little, you were the first friend I made after my parents broke up. And he said, that that friendship meant a lot to me. And I think that's why I've always liked you. And so he says, but you know what? Just don't worry about this. If this is causing you trouble, 
Don't even think about it, Hebom. It's okay. And so Hebom gets to feeling better. He then goes and he decides to stay out late so that he's not home at the same time Tech Sung is because he doesn't want to have to make Tech Sung uncomfortable. He also keeps having trouble because he's like, I I do like Tech Sung, but I'm not sure if I like him in the way that Tak Sung likes me because I don't know how Tak Sung feels. I mean, I don't have the same emotions as Tak Sung. Also during this whole milieu, and I think one of the reasons that Tak Sung was so adamant, he's like, you do like me. You might not know you like me, but I know you do like me, is because Tak Sung turned 20 and decided to, he went in to drink with Hebom for his birthday. Now, I don't think he wanted to drink with Hebom for his birthday because he was trying to do anything inappropriate with Hebom. He's just like, I want to be with Hebom, and now that I can drink, I want to drink. Well, they both drink, and they end up kissing each other. And the next morning, the mom finds the two of them conked out in the bed that is Tak Song's. Now, I don't think anything happened between the two boys during that evening. I think they just got drunk and um, kissed and then ended up crashed in the one's room. But anyway, because of that, Tak Song remembers, because even though he was drunk, he remembered things. Um, hey, Bom didn't remember because when he was drunk, he had no recollection of that. So when Taksung told him what happened, he was like, I, I don't, um, I don't remember that. I, I, I do apologize for behaving in that way. I just don't remember that at all. But during that whole interaction, Haybom had started to cry when he got drunk and he said, I don't want to be alone. You'll always be with me, Taksung, won't you? And Taksung says, yes, I will always be with you, Hebom. And so he then reaches out and kisses Hebom, and Hebom kisses him back, and that's kind of the end of the scene. But because of that, Taksung thinks, you know, I really think Hebom likes me, or he wouldn't have acted that way when he was drunk, because his emotions got ahead of him more than his brain when he was drunk. So obviously his emotions are for me, but his brain is sitting there going, all hell could break loose. It reminds me of what I think about when I watch Bad Buddy, and I see Pran trying to reconcile the fact that Pat and his parents hate each other, but he likes Pat, and he doesn't know how that will work, and so he kind of just completely tries to break off the relationship with Pat, because, oh goodness, all hell could break loose. We don't know what will happen, and Pat's like, we don't know what will happen. We don't know that all hell will break loose. And do we really want our lives our lives based on what could possibly happen instead of what is currently going on? Which I totally get Pat's side, but I also get Pran's side. So, you know. But anyway, circling the wagon here. Heybom then decides that he is going to like Texong. He comes home one night after staying out late and... Taksung says, hey, Bom, you don't have to stay out late. I'll stay out late from now on so you're more comfortable at the house. And that way you can be here because this is your place too. And he then decides to kind of walk off on the sidewalk. And hey, Bom stops him and he goes, Taksung, the emotions that I'm feeling right now, are they the same emotions that you felt when you told me you liked me? And hey, Bom, and Taksung goes, hey, Bom, 
And Hebom just grabs him and gives him this massive hug. And he says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I waited so long. This must have been hell for you, basically. And, and Textong's like, uh, you're very brave, Hebom. You're very, very, very brave. So anyway, they start dating for about a year in high school. They graduate high school. Then Taksong talks to his dad, who he hasn't been in contact with for quite a while. And he asks him to, if they can get an, if he can get an apartment closer to the school so that he can not have to commute. And Haybom and him move to the apartment. Now that is, I don't mean, I, I don't know why I'm this way, but I found that absolutely hilarious because um, Haybom walks in and he sees the, the apartment only has one bedroom. He's like, where's my bed? Taksung. And Taksung goes, Haybom, we're going to sleep in the same bed. And, and Haybom goes, um, um, he said, and Texan said, hey, Bum, we've lived in the same house for over 13 years, or 12 years. And hey, Bum's like, I know, but we've always had separate bedrooms. And he, and, and Texan's like, are you worried, hey, Bum? What, what's going on in your brain? I'm just saying we're going to sleep in the same bed because we do not have room for two beds. And so it shows them, um, getting ready for bed and Hippom is just sitting there kind of stressed sitting in his own side of the bed and Texan just gets conks down and he goes good night Hippom and then he he reaches over and kisses the top of his head and says you can dream of me I give you permission and Hippom just starts laughing and by the end of the night they're both just kind of curled up next to each other like I don't know a bunch of cats and it's like Yes, Hebom had so much to worry about. Uh huh. But anyway, so they're in college. They they're working on getting their degrees. It's during this time that Hebom celebrates his twentieth birthday, and he's out with Taksung and Taksung's two friends, and they're having cake. And they come out of the cake shop, and Taksung gives Hebom a hug and a kiss. Well, Hebom's. Texan's mother, Hebong's guardian, is in the car opposite them, and she's getting ready to come out because she was going to meet them and give them a cake. Well, when she sees Taksung and Hebong kissing, she suddenly puts her hand on her face and does this huge sigh. And I'm like, okay, that was like way over the top dramatic. And it's not like anyone died, woman. Okay. I, I mean, no offense here, but I'm going, and she's like, oh. Oh, goodness, the world has ended. My son likes Hebom. I'm like, well, so your son likes Hebom. There there are worse fates. Hebom is a very nice person, and you don't have to adjust to trying to have someone else in your life that your son would be dating. I mean, there are way more pros to this relationship than cons. But anyway, she spends the next few days drinking, throwing herself on the couch in a drunken stupor, telling her son when he comes to visit that because she calls him and says he must come talk to her, that he must break up his relationship with Hebom because his father and grandfather, who actually have no relationship with him, so I fail to see why he needs to really do what they would say anyway, will just never accept the fact that he likes Hebom. And I'm going, it really doesn't matter whether they accept the fact that Taksung likes Hebom or not, or if Taksung's mother likes accept the fact either because I'm going these two kids are both in their 20s I mean they don't have to do what their parents tell them I mean you know I'm just in there going this is 
I this is what I don't like about certain K dramas. I, I, I just sit there and go, the drama, the drama. I mean, and women don't really act that way most of the time. I'm going. Okay, yeah, some some do, but to sit there and go, oh, I'm going to lie there on the sofa in a drunken stupor because my son likes Haybaum and Haybaum likes my son is like, oh, uh, that's worth a rant, but I'm not. I'm going to shorten that rant. But anyway, Taksung looks at his mom and says, I basically am going to stay with Haybaum. Haybaum is the person I like. I have liked them my whole life. And it has nothing to do with the fact that you decided to take in Haybaum when he was a child or that we grew up as friends. It has to do with the fact that Haybaum is my person. And I don't want you calling up Haybaum mom and trying to bother him about this because we both know that he's far more sensitive than I am. And this is not really his issue. This is an issue between you and me. And we're going to deal with it this way. And he says, and by the way, he says, I know you never wanted me as a kid and that that's one of your greatest regrets but he said you know sitting there and telling me that I'm going to regret having hey bomb in my life because you regret having me is kind of a stupid sense of logic I mean I do have to say that Tak Song I mean he doesn't handle this perfectly well but he is much more the adult in the situation than his mother because he's saying they're going number one this is not something that you should be you know, trying to control my life over. And number two, this is definitely not something that you should be bothering Haybaum about because this is not Haybaum's issue. This is an issue between you and I. So anyway, he then goes back to the campus. He gets drunk with his best friend and he his best friend calls Haybaum and has Haybaum come help him get back to the apartment. And Haybaum's like, why, why did you drink so much? And he's like, well, I had a fight with my mom. And then he asked hey, Bob, not to talk to his mother for a while, because he's like, you know what? I just don't want you talking to her for a little bit. Just let things cool off. And so hey, Bob, for the first time ever, doesn't respond to his guardian's calls because he's like, I don't want this rift between Taksong and his mom to be worse because I'm talking to his mom. He then talks to Tak Song's best friend and says, can you tell me what's, what the fight between Tak Song and his mother was about? Because he's beginning to realize that Tak Song is starting to go home with him every night from school. He's kind of always there with Haybaum. And he's like, you know, this is great. I like having Tak Song near me, but it's kind of weird that he's following me around all the time. And his best, Taksung's best friend says, your, your guardian Taksung's mom knows everything. And she and Taksung had a fight about this. Well, he then, the friend then calls Taksung and says, I'm sorry, but I told Haybaum what's going on because he, he flat out asked me and I didn't like lying to him. And so Taksung then runs to try to get home to his mom's house and Haybaum has put on his nice jacket and he is marching himself down to talk to his guardian and he's sitting there and he's I think it's so funny because I'm going hey bomb is is kind of what we would consider most people would look at hey bomb and go he doesn't have courage to do hardly anything but I think that one of the interesting things about this production is I think hey bomb is extremely courageous I mean he is very brave to 
date to Song in the first place, given all his fears about it. And number two, the fact that he is the, the one that is going down, marching to his guardian's house to say, you know what, I'm going to deal with this because this is also my issue as well as Take Song's. And so he walks in and sees his guardian with wine and such all over the coffee table and flopped out on the chair in a drunken stupor. And he goes over to his guardian and says, ma'am, 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 can you wake up? And she looks at him and she goes, I, I know about you and Tech Song and you two need to, to break this up because it will just destroy your lives. If you, if you continue in this relationship, you will both be miserable. And Haybon kind of looks at her and he goes, uh, ma'am, remember that one time when you told me that I should do what makes me happy, even if that is something that you and Tech Song would not be the happiest about? He said, I, I like Tech Song. Tech Song likes me. Tech Song's feelings are what are most important to me in the world right now. And I'm going to stay with Tech Song. I know that might not make you happy. I totally get that. But we are going to stay together because that is what is important to me, whether you like it or not. And I think what's interesting is he does it in such a way that he's not sounding like I'm doing this and you just have to do it. He does it like I really care about Tech Song. And it's not because we grew up together. It took me a while to realize that Tech Song really does care about me because I'm me, not because of what happened in the past, except that maybe it decided to be a catalyst through which our relationship grew. But it is not the primary reason for our relationship. And I think what I like best about this scene is that Tak Song comes into the house at that point in time and he can hear Heibom. He can hear Heibom say, Tak Song's feelings are the most important to me. We are together because we both choose to be together. And I think that part of this film, in addition to that one hug scene where he goes, are your feelings as much as mine? Because this would have been terrible for you. I think those two scenes are my favorite because Taksung, I think, always doubted whether Haybaum was with him because Haybaum really wanted to be with him or if Haybaum was with him because Haybaum really liked him in and of himself. So... In this scene, Taksung knows, oh, Haybaum is with me because Haybaum really, really likes me in the same way that I really, really like him. So anyway, Taksung comes into the, to the room as his mother is going off again about how no one will accept you. You will never be able to stay together in this, in this culture because Korea really doesn't get along well with gay couples. And Taksung goes, mom we're going to be together. He sits down beside Hibom and he's like, they're not going to pull us apart. You don't have to try to protect us from things that may never occur, basically. He's like, just, just look at us here, mom. We're sitting here. We're perfectly fine. We're very happy here. Okay. Just stay calm about things. And it's at this point that his mom says, you know, I'm supposed to be the adult here, not you guys. And so anyway, they get to a point where they can talk about things better as a family. And 
Taxong and Hebom do come back sometimes to have dinner with his mom after this. And it doesn't necessarily heal the breach between Taxong and his mother because I don't think, you know, how do I say this? If a mom sits there and says that she regrets having a child and that child hears it, there's going to be a rift that's created that probably will never be able to be completely resolved because that child will always know, well, I was a regret just because of my existence. That's not really going to ever be something you can completely mend. But I think that the ability of the family to come together and to at least be able to talk to one another and have dinner on occasion was a major milestone for this family. So anyway, Taksong and Hebom are a couple. Um, they go out to eat with Taksung's two best friends, and Taksung and um, Hebom tell them that they're dating, and their friends say, we, we knew you were dating. We've known you were dating for years, but we wanted to wait until you go to were comfortable telling us you were dating, but you know, you're you're constantly with each other and you're so lovey-dovey, it's really hard to miss that you two are dating. <laughs> and so anyway, one of his friends says, so when will you be getting married? And I don't think in Korea they allow marriages. I think you have to fly over to Taiwan to get legally married in Southeast Asia. I'm not sure what other countries let you get married. But anyway, I know Thailand and Korea are kind of big no-no places where you can't get married. But anyway, Texas says, well, when I finish college, I'm sorry, I'm yawning. When I finish college and when Hebom finishes college and I have a good job, then I will ask Hebom to marry me and we will get married. But I'm not doing it until I know that that is all in order. And his friend is like, wow, you have a plan. That is my best friend. <laughs> and, and his other friend is like, um... Okay, I'm glad for you guys. But anyway, but then we go through, we go segue to the tower in Korea. I forgot the tower's name. It's in Seoul. I think it's the tower where couples go and tie two locks together against the gated wall. But anyway, it's very iconic, but I cannot recall its name at this point in time. But anyway, Haebom has paid to go to a really fancy restaurant with Taksung at this tower, which is like, in Korea, this would be one of the most uber-romantic things that you could possibly do. It would be like pulling out all the stops. So anyway, Haebom is sitting there and he goes, Taksong. Taksong is looking at him going, this is a really nice place to eat, Haebom. And Haebom goes, Taksong, do you, do you like me? Do you, do you love me? Do you really care about me? And, and, and Taksong goes, Yes, I really, 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 really like you and love you, Hebom. And Hebom goes, good. Then can you just stay with me forever? And he pulls out two rings. And Taksung is like, I was going to do this. You beat me to it, Hebom. And he's like, okay. And so they exchange rings and have a nice romantical moment. And then we shift to the credits. Now, overall... I, I enjoy watching this film, but again, I'm left with the same kind of feelings that I had when I watched Where Your Eyes Linger or, uh, what was the other K-drama? Mr. Hart. It's not that I didn't like parts of those productions, but at the end of the day, I was sitting there going, it 
just didn't seem very believable, if that makes sense. Like, how do I explain it? For example, the portrayal of the mom in this production. I'm not saying that moms in Korea wouldn't get very, very distressed if their son came out as gay, because I think most moms in Korea would because of the culture over there. However, the fact that she just sat there lolling on the sofa going, oh, woe is me. That was a little over the top for all. I'm sitting there going, I don't know any person that would really do that. I mean, they usually would get on the phone, call their son and go, we need to talk about this. And they wouldn't sit there and go, oh, woe is me. Your lives will come to an end. They would sit there and go, you do realize you might have a lot of trouble and stigmatism if you decide to go ahead with this because of our culture, unless you move somewhere else where it's not a problem for you and people don't judge you differently because of your sexual orientation. But I'm not seeing that in this production. So I really didn't like that aspect of how the parent related to the kids. And I also really, really didn't like that Tak Song at one point pushed Taebom against a wall. I think that was the thing that really bothered me the most about this whole production because I think that now I will say that I don't think Taksung would like when he and Haebom become a couple I don't think Haebom ever was physically hurt by Taksung ever again and I know that Taksung didn't technically hurt Haebom when he pushed him against the wall but my point is that should never have occurred and Taksung knew that, Haebom knew that, and it didn't happen again. But my point is that should never have happened in the first place. I have the same feeling when I was watching Mr. Hart, and at the end, the one character punched the other. I think it was very interesting because someone actually posted a comment that says, you know, why are we having people get together with someone who literally punches them in the face? I don't care what the reason is. This should not be happening. It's kind of like um, this spring, I believe, or this this winter, they came out with uh, Not Me. And I was really looking forward to that production, but I literally have not finished it because the fact that White ended up with Sean, who literally tried to cut off his air circulation when he was mad at him at one point. I understand they weren't dating at that point. I totally get that. But... The fact that White thought it was a good idea to end up with someone who had those kind of violent tendencies, I find extremely disturbing. And I don't think we should be promoting relationships of extreme volatility. I mean, life is hard enough on this planet. We don't need to be around people who have a tendency to hurt others when they don't get their way. It's not a good plan. I have to sit there and I go, you know... I don't know, maybe it's just honor, but I sit there and go, well, this this person would not make a good din dad. This person would not make a good spouse. This person would not make a good whatever because they are not going to be the kind of people that if something doesn't go their way and this is how they react, it's a great thing to know up front. Like with White and Black or White and Sean, I was like, well, he knew how he reacted when he didn't get his way, when things weren't okay. But that should have been a huge heads up, not something like, oh, two episodes later, I think we should be a couple. I'm like, are you out of your bloody mind? Now, I'm not saying that that production didn't have its good points. I didn't finish it, so I really don't know what those good points are because I got really hacked in the middle of it just because I'm like, 
why are we having the lead characters be promoting this kind of issue? I mean, I think that is the biggest problem I have because like, I just don't think that should be happening. I mean, there's enough, there's enough violence in this world. We don't need to be adding to it or promoting relationships that are fraught with violent behaviors of any sort. So I think that's what I really didn't like. That's why I would give this overall. I mean, I liked parts of the storyline. Don't get me wrong. But overall, I would give this probably a 2 to 3 out of 10. Because if I was going to recommend a show to someone or watch something with the kiddies, this would not be the show I would watch. Now, is it because I would have to fast forward through anything with the kiddies? Goodness, no. I would not have to fast forward through anything with the kiddies. But I wouldn't want to watch a show that promotes someone who decides when he is upset he's going to push someone else who's way smaller than him against a wall to force them to say something that they're obviously not comfortable saying at that point so yeah that's why I wouldn't suggest this show the other thing is I wouldn't suggest it because I don't think that we should show parents handling situations better or if they handle it poorly we should have them you know, fully retrench so that they can do the right thing. I mean, yes, in the story, she does sit there and go, okay, yes, you guys are the adults. I'll, I'll accept this. I'm going, like, they need your acceptance, woman. They've been together for, like, two and a half years now. I mean, if they needed your acceptance, they wouldn't have gotten together in the first place. But, I mean, the condescension of that mother was just really, really annoying. But anyway... That is my review of Cherry Blossoms After Winter. You can watch it free on Vicky Rukaton. I believe it's a Vicky original series. It is a K-drama. I think it has eight episodes and they're about 25 minutes apiece. I think they'll probably be also making it into a um, movie here one of these days, but they haven't done that yet. But um, sometimes the movies have special cuts, so there might be pieces of it that wouldn't be in the series. I think the actors did a pretty good job overall, so it's not anything to do with their acting abilities. I just think the storyline they were working with was somewhat problematic, and I know that it is actually based off of a webtoon from Korea, so I'd be kind of curious to know if the webtoon also had the violent tendencies and the mom who was kind of, what we would say, checked out to lunch, but I have not read the webtoon. I typically don't read BL mangas or webtoons simply because they're not, they're not honorated. So I don't really read those too much, but I do kind of wonder if the webtoon would be like the production or not with the two issues that I had with the show. But again, I give this a three out of 10 and I will drop a link in the description so you can check it out if you want to check it at the round table. Bye. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today, we are discussing how you can connect with us on social media and also how you can support us. We are reachable at 
this lovely podcast on various platforms. We also have several YouTube channels, The Hand Network, Check It Roundtable, and also the Asian Drama Club. I will drop the links in the description so you can check those out. You can also reach us online at our website. That's onacar.com. That's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R.com. You can support us through either PayPal or Venmo. Our PayPal email address is roses, R-O-S-E-S, out of the snow, O-U-T-O-F, S-N-O-W at gmail.com. And you can support us also on Venmo. The, the connection for that is at on a car, and that's uppercase O and uppercase C, and it's O-N-N-A-C-A-R-R. The last four to verify are 1143. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.